Yesterday, by the way, we did have an awesome time. The outreach, it was, it was a labor of, uh, it was a test of, of tenacity for sure. It was 105 heat index. Donnie, Al, and Joe are just like, they had their get lit shirts on. So I'm like, anytime I'm like, see those three crossing the field, I'm like, oh, that person's toast. And uh, lots of good things happened. Way, it, was, it was much more fruitful than the first time we were out there six years ago or seven years ago, whatever it was. Um, talked, spent some time, ministered to a lot of people, lots and lots of people. Some people just came up to the tent and said, we don't even know what we're doing here. And boom, just got ministered to. So it was a powerful time. And, um, and evangelism isn't for everyone like that. But evangelism is for every person to share your faith. Amen. And so I just want to tell people to just stay encouraged. You know, I, we had, at one point, Joe and I, we were ministering to, uh, who was that? Miss, Miss Kingston or who was that? Teen Kingston. Anyway, she was going to be Miss Teen New England or something like that. She's looking. But her and her mother just they were smiling, and we're like, hey, can we pray for you? And it was a powerful, this is just a one, one testimony. And the Lord just lit them up. Like, I think they were believers anyways. They didn't say anything, but the mother was just like, like this. As soon as we started praying, her hands went up. And I'm thinking, eh, she's probably been here before. Not to our church, but. And the Holy Spirit just began to open up and reveal things. And she, she was one of many. Joe, Joe, every time Joe was talking to a, a, a woman that came by with a couple, they, she was crying every time. So prophecy was flowing, and God was ministering to people. And uh, it was hot, hot. I, I said to Collins, it's warm. But it wasn't warm. It was blazing hot. And, uh, and we shut down at by 5, and we were gone. So... We're supposed to go till nine, but anyway, it was an awesome time, and thank you, thank you, everyone. You guys are hardcore. Donnie and Al are like ever-ready bunnies. They just don't stop. Joe, too. I mean, I'm like, I'm worn out. I'm thinking, these guys are like not, they're coming back, ready to go. I'm like, no, we're, sh we're going. We're done. We're done. But I just want to tell you this morning, uh, yeah, doesn't always go like this, but I got invaded this morning by the presence of God in just two minutes, two minutes. And then I opened a video that, <laughs> that Colin shared, and it was worse. It just went on and on. And, like, I didn't, I listened to four minutes of the video. I'm like, a mess. How many know it's good when God wrecks you first thing in the morning? Come on, wreck us, God, every morning. Your life needs to be a wreck before the Lord. Every, everything that you think that you can do in your own strength, just forget about it. I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is trying to get a hold of us. And so there was an invasion in my office and in the room, and it didn't matter. It went on for three, four hours for me. And I just, I know that I know when things happen like that, God wants to not just release something for you. He wanted to do something for me this morning. I don't know what's gonna, how it's going to transpire to you guys today. But I do believe that the Lord had spoken some clear things to me in regards to this Psalm 84 passage because I, I really feel like we have to have this desire. Oh, man. <laughs> we have to have this desire. And I'll just read because I'll probably do better off if I start reading. But there is this longing of the soul. There is this place in Christ. And I'll start with actually what I was, I kind of alluded to Friday night. And we miss all you, all you that are faithful on every week and then you don't come to fog. I miss you. 
I promise you. We had a, it was a full house. It was pretty full. But I missed you. And I, God did heavy, weighty things on Friday for everybody, right? Because we were all gathered. And it, the, the anointing's found in the cluster. And so the whole idea is that it's regional and that we do it regionally. And that the, the presence of God just comes in with such strength. And whether I'm preaching or we have some guests, because fogs will fade away soon enough, I promise. But we'll be having long weekends of, of speakers showing up and just ministry and God pounding us in good ways. Just showing up and invading us even in a big... I can't wait till we have a big church because I wanted to run Friday. I wanted to run today. There's no room to run in here. I wanted to sprint. Come on, Becca. We're going to be running. We're going to be taking off. Come on. I can leap over a wall. That's how I feel like sometimes. Some get some Pentecostal running here. I can think of my te- my classmate, one of my classmates, whipping across the all the chairs. They were all che- no, they were pews then, but they were padded pews. They were comfortable pews, and 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 I remember Jason Posada. He just whoosh, took off flying, and I'm like, oh, Holy Ghost, and he was like running, and so I just want you to see. This is the zeal that we should have and be in the house of God. Like you should be excited, and you can be a fool. It's okay. Like, stop protecting your, your, your identity. You know, God's going to take care of your identity. Stop protecting yourself and trying to look cool and composed. Because, please, the Holy Spirit wants his way in your life. And he just wants you out of the way so he can have his way. Amen? Amen. And so the, the Spirit of God just was on me so strong this morning. And I don't know, I just get weepy, misty, like bang, like you can say two things. I'm leaning on the chair in there as soon as I got in the prayer room with the, with the worship team. And I'm just like, God, I don't even know if I can. I feel now like my knees are like I'm walking in heavy, weighty stuff. And so get ready for whatever the Lord has for the end. Right? Because it just doesn't, it's not like, oh, we come in, we have a good worship set. Never here. Right? Always. This was outstanding today. Because we sowed Friday and we broke through into something new. And I don't care what is, like, there's so much stuff coming against what God wants to do here. You don't even know. You're hearing me. There is, like, constant stuff. Constant stuff fighting against people's minds to keep them out. To have them run. I'm telling you. And so if you feel that way, call us. Don't hide from us. No, I'm serious. Because the enemy wants to keep you out of the presence of God. Oh, it's not about church. Yes, it is. It's about community. Yes, it's about coming into the presence of God. Yes, it's about having community. Yes, it's about running together. And the Spirit of God wants, is looking for people that aren't running from Him. And even if you get that unction, there's no guilt and condemnation. God wants to draw you back and pull you in and touch you and overtake you. I'm telling you, it's astounding. He doesn't want to withhold anything from you. Do you understand that? The only way we get withheld from is is because we play games with God. Ah, you don't believe me. But I'm telling you, when I play the Lord, and I think I'm doing the, you know, I've got my own agenda, and I'm trying to get around things. You know, the glory, the Lord brought me into a, a dream years ago where the glory of God was being released. The curtain opened, and the glory was there, but I had to climb over a fence, and I went in through a different way than someone else, because why? Because there, every one of you has a different way that God wants to bring you in, but you have to cooperate with jumping over the fence, Oh, it's too high. It's a little rusty. I don't know. You know, God wants to bring you in. He wants to bring you up and over into the place where God's about to move and he's about to reveal his glory. But we get tired. We make excuses. Look at me. (laughs) Look at me. It's not a spirit of distraction. You're distracted. Let's stop spiritualizing stuff. You're distracted. You give in to distraction. Am I being hard? All right. I don't know. People looking. I can't see eyes. It's good. (laughs) It's probably better off today. But I just want to encourage us. Listen, God is, this this whole place is an altar. I mean, we, we, we do ministry up here. And we'll have a bigger spot soon enough. Coming to a bigger church near you. 
But the reality is we've got this small space and up the aisle, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, people got their, they got their face prints in the ground. I know. It's okay. Or, their, or the back of their head. And God loves that. Do you know that? The Lord loves it. He wants to make a space for you to be with him. And it can be at home. Yes, he's looking for you in the secret place at home. But he has a place for you right here in the presence of God with this corporate anointing. Because I would tell you this. I wasn't even going to go into all this. The anointing that God has is in the cluster, I promise you. And you know what? We're blessed. I have to just say this. I have to say this, and I've been meaning to say this for week after week, but all of a sudden, God's brought an influx of intercessors that I've known for years, and all of a sudden, they've shown up here, and they're hanging out, and they're mostly women, and I love them, and just release what you have for us, because we need the voice of the Lord, and we don't hear everything. We, pro we prophesy in part, and so we need the gift of God that's on your life. And I don't know how, all of a sudden, I feel, I feel a hedge of protection coming. I know we're under a hedge of protection, but intercession, you guys don't understand. Pray for your leaders. Pray for the worship team. Pray for the leadership. Pray for us. Because the enemy tries to bring a bulwark against us. Boom. Trying to hit the door. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, listen, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You know. I've got lightning in my blood. So you don't have to worry about me falling or breaking, out, breaking down or any of that. Because, listen, I'm, on more, I'm more on fire for God than I was last year. Never mind 20 years ago. And so I want your life to be an altar. Listen, there's a new place of consecration that the Lord is wanting to take us. As a body, as the entire region. But I just have to steward this. And every place I go, and every place I get an opportunity to go, God wants us to release that. I know we have a fire anointing in this place. I know the fire of God. Listen, last week and Friday, well, not Friday so much, but last week it was all meant people were like, boom, everywhere. Everyone that stayed in, they were laid out. And if they weren't up here, they were over there laying face down. Right? That's not to say anything about me, but listen, the Holy Spirit is moving in our midst. And so just, let's just read. I just, I just have to get, I'm excited. Because it's just the beginning of what God wants to do. And so we don't have to have an exit plan. Like this is a step to get someplace else. No, God's already moving you there. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. And my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Is your flesh crying out for the living God? Is your heart crying out for the living God? All this talk, all this sing, we, we, we worship the Lord about and released about our hearts today. And I have about seven things that I'm not going to talk about today. But one was the heart. And that's the main thing that touches every other part of us. The heart is so important. And I had to listen. I had to be over the weekend after Friday. And, and every time I get up here, I want to be squeaky clean, you know. Got to be squeaky clean. But I'm telling you, there's darts and arrows and accusation and all, th all kinds of things that come, whether you say it or not. Come on, sometimes we receive it by the Spirit. And I'm not talking about anyone in the room. But there's things that come at us. It's either by the Spirit or by someone's mouth that comes to try and knock you down. And so here's what I had to do this week. God, I give you my heart. God, I open my heart. God, I, don't, I can't focus on the people. I can't focus on people's actions and the way they act. And it's not even doing acting any way. I can't worry about it. And so, Holy Spirit, would you cleanse my heart so that I'm pure? Because Jesus, you, you ministered to Judas, even though you knew he was going to steal the money and sell you out. 
you gave him the money even though you knew he was a thief. And you called him amongst the 12. Oh, that's messed up. Right? But that's who Jesus is. Jesus will come in and do the total opposite of what you think you should do. And so with people's, right, people's stuff, we got to drop it. And I have one, one mission, one mission, one mission, one mission. That's to seek him. That's to keep my eyes. Behold the man, Christ Jesus. Behold the one, the man. As Pontius Pilate said, he said, behold the man. They were about to, they were beating him. They were, they were mocking him. And he, he called them up and said, bring him up here, bring him up here. And then he tried to wash his hands of everything. But he said, behold, this is the man, the man. And all of us need to just look at the man, Jesus Christ. Paul said it like this, I preach him and him crucified. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he gives us this perfect picture of who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to live this crucified life. So my soul, my soul longs to be in the house of God. My soul longs to be here. I'll tell you, one week, I, I'll, I'll confess again, ready? My heart, last week, I'm like, I am so sick of emotions. I'm so sick of church. Come on, somebody. Oh, the pastor's sick of church. Yeah, I'm sick of church when we come in here and do ritual. I can't stand it. If you're hanging with us, forget it. You might as well go now if you, don't, if you want to just come here and go through the motion. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like that, but that's how I feel. That's exactly what's in my heart. I know, way to fill the church, Miles. But there's this desire in my heart to have a people. And someone said it yesterday. The, the, Psalm 110 people, people that have given their lives. They're, they're volunteers in the day of his power. They long to be in the house of God. They long to be in the presence of God. They long to be before Jesus. It's a longing. And instead, we long to be other places. We long to have our hearts attached to other things. We long to, to look and behold other things. And God's saying, come, come to me. Come to me. Because American church is not going to get you to, oh, it's not going to get you your best life. Oh, your best life now. Because we like things now. Oh, we want it now. And we want it our way. But the Holy Spirit is just like urging me this morning. I was like, God, I just want you more. God, I just want, I long to see you poured out on, on us. If it's just, if it's just our, our, our 12 people, 20 people that are like going and, and, and straining into the presence of God, looking to attain. I'm just saying these things. I'm sorry, but I, my wife's like, I got to put. <laughs> oh, at lunch, great. I'm telling you. I got to put blinders on this side. I mean, like, because if I see, I get distracted, you know. So the Holy Spirit wants this, right? I don't care if it's 20 people. Whatever. Whatever. But it would be great if it would be Gideon's 300. Because what would happen if you had a, 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 an army? I know Gideon's army got chopped down twice. But we're not looking for, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to decrease. The, the gospel is increase. It is, it's increase. It's multiplication. I said this before. But I'm looking for people, and not just me. The Lord's looking for people that are saying, I'm all in. I'm laying my life down. This is the altar. I will lay down here until the fire comes and burns all the trash out of me. All the stuff. 
Even the sparrow has found people in here the first time. I'm not apologizing. I love you. And probably you'll be in shock and awe before you leave, but that's okay. The presence of God is looking. He's desiring. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your background is. You know what this is? It's the Lord's, his eye is looking through the whole earth. He's looking for people who are wholly loyal to him. He's looking for people whose desire is him only. He's looking for people whose eyes are just fixed in, on his eyes. His eyes are filled with fire. His, his hair is like wool. The, 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 the book of Revelation gives us this clear picture of the Lord, the King of glory. And listen, you are a gate that opens up and allows the King of glory in or you shut down to it. You shut down or you open up. You got a choice. Oh, you got a choice every day. You got a choice every hour of the day, every moment of every minute. You have a choice. I'm going to give myself open. I'm going to stop. I'm going to shut my mouth and stop talking backwards towards myself and others around me. Oh, yeah. Even the sparrow has found a home in the house of God. That means everyone. God wants everyone. He wants every, every living creature to be declaring the glory of the Lord. Every living creature. And the swallow and the nest for herself where she may lay her young, even her altars. Oh. That means where the sparrow lives and abides is the altar of God. That means where you live and abide God is calling that place to be an altar. That's what he labels it. He says, this is the altar. Are you coming to that place? Is your heart divided or undivided? Oh, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Even your altars, O oh Lord. The hosts of the hosts. My king and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on a pilgrimage, on a journey, on a place where we're looking, we're seeking for God, but there's a highway and there's a direction, and he wants to bring you to that place as they pass through the valley of Baca, and they make it, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with a pool. And they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. And I wanted to hit this. Verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. I would rather just be on the outside of that door letting people in and out. I don't even need to be in the presence. I'd rather be outside and people don't even want to be inside. <sighs> and the Lord's saying, where is your heart at? Where is your heart? Where, where is the pilgrimage of your heart? Where is, where is your life pointing you towards? Where is the desires of your inner man bringing you? What does it look like? And I'll tell you what the end will look like. Because if your eyes are fixed and your pilgrimage, is, your pilgrimage is fixed, your journey is moving with the Lord and looking towards his house and towards the place where he dwells. It's not about the church building. It's about where God is. I know. We're intense. I'm intense. It's okay. It's just who I am. And it's never going to change. So you just better come to grips with it. It's never going to change. And I will challenge you. And I won't let you sit in your mess. I won't let you sit in silence and think about, well, maybe I don't. Maybe I belong here. Maybe I don't. No, 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 no. You belong here if you desire to be here. Mm. As long as the desire wanes, you have a choice. Right? This goes with the, with the Lord, right? We have this desire. I have this desire, Lord, that I'm going to fix my eyes on you. I'm going to follow you only. I'm going to only, when you, when you say go this way, I'll go that way. When you say this way, I'll go that way. When you say this way, I will follow wherever you say to go. I won't miss the turn because I'm, I'm distracted. 
by not a spirit of, of distraction, but by my own distractions. Because God has given us opportunities. Everyone gets opportunities. Everyone, God moves you from place to place and tries to get you to, to where he wants you. And then he got opportunity, but you choose differently. You choose that way or this way. And the Lord is saying, come to me, all you are weary. All you are heavy laden. You don't stay being heavy laden by going back to what's made you heavy laden. How does that work if I go back to the place that made me heavy and weighty and depressed and all in my head and all in my old sins? Y'all right? <laughs> I'd rather be a doorkeeper. This was the cry of the psalmist. This was the cry of the sons of Korah. This, I would rather be a doorkeeper. I'd rather just open and shut the door of, of the temple, of the tabernacle. And I'd rather be outside the outer courts. <laughs> Friday I was talking about this. It's just a dimension. The temple is just a dimension of your life. Where are you in your life? Are you just, did you just get saved and you, you, you entered into the outer courts because I know I know what the Bible says that he gave his life that the veil would be broken that the veil would be ripped that the veil would be torn that you'd have access by faith into his into his grace you have that but that doesn't mean you go into the intimate places with God <laughs> I'm preaching different than everyone else in the in the nation probably listen to me the Holy Spirit wants us to be in that place where the anointing flows. And when you come to God and you come to salvation, God is trying to pull you deeper. He's trying to pull you into the inner court. He's trying to pull you past the inner court into the holy place. So the psalmist says, I would rather be a doorkeeper. I'd rather be outside. I'd rather be standing out here and opening and closing the door for people to come in. That's crazy to me. Where would you rather be? I'd rather be next to the two cherubim that are together. I'd rather be in the ho most holy place where God is, where my life gets torched. That's where I'd rather be. Where would you rather be? Oh, my goodness. The Lord wants you in the inner deep place, the deep caverns of where God is, the deep caverns of who he is. Right, because we get enamored with those things. We get enamored with the anointing. I said this Friday night and some of you were here. We get enamored with all that stuff, but God has a greater ministry for you. That's to move out of the glory. He's got a greater place for you to dwell. Never mind minister because we get stuck on the ministry stuff. And he's got a greater place for you to dwell, and that's in the glory of God, in union with him, living in this mystical union that we don't even understand. Because we're too staunchy religious. And there's dimensions of heaven that the Lord wants to open up to you. There's dimensions of himself that God wants to open up to you. But you've got to be that place where you've gone past the brazen altar. You've gone past the cleaning of the hands. You've washed yourself and all these other things. God's wanting to bring you into the deep place. But you keep going back to the second court. You keep going back to the outer court. And he's calling the church, I'll say this, he's calling every believer, because you are the church, you are the ecclesia, whether you real, realize it or not, you are. You're God's dominion on the earth if you want to be used like that. But again, I throw it all aside so I can gain him. Because all the stuff and all the plans I have for you, plans to do good, and all these things, it's good. But it gets lost in the shuffle because we don't look at the one who's the lover of our soul. He loves you. You know, I don't think we just, I don't think we know the desire of God. I don't think we understand the desire of God to grab us and snatch us into the deep place with him. We don't understand it. Because if we did, we'd run to it. And we wouldn't have to be coerced. I'm telling you, I think I'm going to have the whole worship team do a, a five, one, two, three, four, five, we'll do five set short sermons. I think it'd be good. I had that today. 
I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good. No, because only I say that because they stay up here and they have to they, they stewarding the presence of God all the time. And like we don't have any weird stuff going on, like hearts like wacky back and forth. It's it's pretty clean. Okay? Not that there's never any, you know. It happens everywhere. But there's no, there's I right? There's a there's a purity in worship. And this is what you want. This is what you should desire. This is what the heart should just scream. All I want is you. I don't care about anyone else in the room. All I want is you. I don't care about any other thing that lords that are over here in my life. They get smacked down because the presence and the glory of my eyes are fixed on that. And only him. And so my desire becomes more for the presence of God and, and who he is. And, and it says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. And for the Lord, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. And the Lord will give grace and glory. And no good thing, listen to me, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. See, we forget that last word. Oh no, prosperity is coming to you. Not if you're not walking up light, uprightly. Uh -huh. Come on. What does uprightly mean? It means whole. It means sound. It means completely faithful. Man, I can't even read that, and I wrote it. It means integrity. That was huge. It means that we have integrity of heart. What does that mean? That means your lips speak one thing, and you do it. That means when I say something, I move in that direction. It means everything that I do is integrity before the Lord. It's all before the Lord. It is all before the Lord. Every bit of it. So I was thinking about all these things. And listen. God's not impressed with our gifts. I'm just like... God is not impressed with how I preach. God's not impressed with the miracles I release. Are you all right? God's not impressed. He's impressed with my passion for him. What really he wants is all my, all my heart. And so... How many, if I say the word adoration, what does that trigger in your heart? Like, do we adore? Do we, do we have adoration? Do we have adoration for his presence? Is that place of adoration inside of our hearts for the Lord? And do we, do we stop because some of you are wired to go on to the next thing like faster than lightning. Like you can't sit still when God's, in, God's presence is moving. I get like that. Because we always want to put, I always want, you know, we always want to put our hand to this. And direct it. This is why even today I was like, uh. Because when the weight of God, when the presence of God comes in the room, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to open this mouth you know, I'm giving words of life, but what if God has something different? And so we, we tend to, you know, and it's funny. When we have one prophet prophesy, uh-oh, all of a sudden the spirit of prophecy is in the room, and then we get every other prophet prophesying. And you don't even know what the first prophet said by the end. Prophetic word, whatever. Do you understand? That, that this, is, this is a constant, like, in the house of prayer, this is what we deal with. We go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And we, we, stay on, we stay on pace pretty good. But God wants us to be directed, and he wants our steps to be ordered. 
right? And so he wants us to walk uprightly. He wants us to walk in this place. And he, I love this. He won't withhold one thing. So it goes back to my fir- the first thing I said tonight. This is where we struggle. This is where the struggle always is. When God speaks to you, he speaks when God speaks. He doesn't change his mind. He says, go this way, and you go that way. So when he calls us to this place of of purity and power, he calls you in to get close. He calls you into a place to to desire more of him, to live in the presence, to, to get even more hungry. I don't know about you, but when he comes in and he invades the room, I just get, I... I either want to cry, or I want to lay down, or I want to lay hands on everyone. So there has to be something within us. Ready? The one thing again. He's the one thing. Why do I stumble, fall, go this way, go that way? Because I always, my vision always goes somewhere else. I'm always distracted. There's a lure. It's a shiny thing in the water that makes me go that way. There's a shiny thing over here that makes me go that way. Oh, I, no, God's saying something different because this shiny thing's over here. Is he? So it starts in our mind, but God wants to deal with our heart and the door of our heart. Everyone put your hand on your chest. And Lord, just sanctify the door of my heart. Sanctify it. 1 Corinthians 16, 19 says this, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say, you don't belong to yourself. Oh, we forgot that one. I don't belong... To myself. And the Holy Spirit wants to have access to every part of your life. Every place that you've become complacent. And every place that you moved outside of where he was taking you before. Do you hear me? <laughs> So you're a portal, and this is a sacred temple. Look at me. You're a sacred temple. You're a sacred temple. Sacred temples become off places of offering. Sacred temples get filled with the fire of God's presence, and, that, and nothing else that's defiled can come in that place. I mean, we were talking about divorcing Babylon two weeks ago. And God is wanting us to be rid of that. I'm not going over again. We already did it. We already did it. And he says, this is a sacred place. This is a sacred place. But this, the door of your heart is a sacred place where God begins to open up. And he opens up to the glory of God to come in. And so the only way for you to command the Lord to come in. Command the Lord. That's a funny thing. But the only way you can open your heart so that the fullness of God can come in and invade your life is to keep the door sacred. And there's more than one door. There's the door of your eyes. There's the door of your mind. That's the mind. The heart and the mind are connected. (laughs) Oh, I can't even get into all this right now. But the Spirit, I know this. He says there's a door. Open in heaven, Revelation chapter 4, and God is wanting to come into that door for your life. And so you don't want God to hold back any good thing. You don't want to be anything withheld that God wants to do in your life. And here's what the Lord says. I don't want you to withhold yourself from me. Because we want everything from the Lord, but we, we, we tend to hesitate when, it's, when he says, I want everything from you. 
And so it's humility of heart. Humility of heart that brings down pride. This is why I said I had to repent and say, God, forgive me. I've let people be an idol. I've let voices be an idol. I let people be an idol. I know none of you out, none of you in the room ever do that. You don't let people's opinions or thoughts or whatever become an idol. But God is trying to remove that. And so I'm just going to repent in front of all of you right now for allowing what I see in the natural to affect how I operate by the Spirit. Forgive me. And I truly did repent this week because it doesn't matter what people or what the performance looks in here. Just put down performance because it shouldn't affect the way anyone, we have access to anything. Because it's through my divine relationship to him. It's through my life that's totally poured out and give to him. And so you don't, ah. Psalms, uh, Proverbs 15, 15. It says that a happy heart continually feasts. Listen to me. It's the issue of the heart. And I'm just going to, I'll close with this. I almost promise. Luke chapter 6. Is that right? No, I just did Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 45. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. I'll read the rest of it. An evil man... Proverbs, uh, Luke 6, 45. Yeah, did I say Proverbs 6? Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A good man, it almost sounds like a proverb too. But it's Jesus. A good man out of, out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of an evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the what? Heart, the mouth speaks. Super important. Super important. What do you cultivate? A good man cultivates with good things. Right? Come on, it's almost weird. It's almost performance-based, right? It is. But here's the thing. You know what? You fill your heart with good things. This is why I was saying, listen, focus on the Lord. If I focus on him, if I focus on his kingdom, if I focus on his word, if I focus on all the good things, if I set my heart on those things, all of a sudden there's a fruit. There's a, there's a fruit that comes out of my life. All of a sudden my, my heart is filled. I'm a good man. I'm filled with the, with, the, with the tender of God. I'm filled with the seed of God. I'm filled with all the things that, that cultivate my life so that all of a sudden fruit begins to pop. And it also affects my language. It affects how I speak. And so my whole life now is an altar to God. It's the altar of my eyes and my ears. It's the altar of my hands and my feet. It's the altar of my mind. I can't even get into all this. You have one thing. It's the heart that touches all those things. It's the heart. It's the heart. It's the heart posture that touches the mind. 
So Holy Spirit, come and touch our hearts. Holy Spirit, come and let the spirit of life come out of my mouth. Holy Spirit, come, let, your, let my spirit be drawn to only you. So that no good thing, no good thing, that I don't lack anything. Why do I lack in my emotions? Why do I lack things in my mind? Why do I lack things in my physical being? It's because our eyes, are me we meditate on other things. Meditation of the heart. But I want to speak to the treasures of our heart right now. See, he's, a, he's either everything or he's nothing. Did you hear me? Stand up because I don't think you heard me. I'll give you hope. He's either everything or he's nothing. I truly believe that. Like, I don't think, like, I can half serve him. Doesn't make sense. Because where my heart is. just going to make space for an altar again, okay? And some of you, some of you just come forward because you're just hungry for the Lord and you'll just do it. Some of you need to really re realign some things. It's okay. But I do believe this. The Lord, ready? We're going to keep our eyes on the perfect Lamb of God. Do you hear me? He's perfect. He lacks no good thing. Oh, stop. He lacks nothing. There's nothing lacking in the perfect spotless lamb. Who's the one who now, as my eyes and my face, my gaze is on him. And I say, God, just come. And every place, every place where I may have made an idol or, a, or an altar for an idol, I just lay it down today. I lay it. I remove it. I go in like King Josiah, and I take down every Asherah pole, everything that gets in the way, everything that was put in the house of God, everything that was put in the heart, in the tabernacle of my heart, that defies the Lord of glory. It comes against the Lord. I remove those things right now. God's looking for a people, literally. Ready? He's looking for a people that are like blind, blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> that call out to Jesus and say, God, don't pass me by. Don't pass me by. Son of David, don't pass me by. So you lift your arms, you lift your gates. We're going to open the gates right now. Prayed for the heart, but the gates are going to be open right now. You're not hindered by anything, anything. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Are you a gate? Lift up your hands, O ye gates. I'm telling you to just do it. Just do it by faith. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. O ye ancient doors. Let the King of glory come in. Who is this King of glory? He's strong and mighty. 
Who is this King of glory? He's dressed for battle. He'll kick anything out that's in your heart that you just give him access to. And God, we thank you tonight. We thank you right now in these moments as our hearts are given to you in all humility. Humility. In all humility. As we look and behold you. As we open up our hearts to you. That you come in. outpouring of repentance there is going to be an outpouring of, of repentance and complete consecration when God comes as, as the wave of God comes in this season he's looking for a people that are completely consecrated to him So, Lord of glory, we thank you right now. <laughs> come on, the altar's open. Just, open. just come up. Some of you need to move. Some of you do need to move. If God's on you, you should move. I know, I'm commanding people now, but God wants you to, I'm telling you, there has to be a, a shift. And don't be afraid. It's not in condemnation. God wants to shift something. And sometimes by saying, I'll just stay where I am. He'll do it here. He might. He might. But I'd rather give him opportunity when I'm an open target right up, right up front. I don't have any barriers between me and the Lord. I told you I'm threatening. I'll be throwing chairs out of the church. I'm not going to order the next 100. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now. We don't sit, we don't rest. We come into the place where, the, where you release the fire in this tabernacle. We are the tabernacle of God. So Holy Spirit, we thank you. We come back. We come back to this place where the fire moves, where the fire tends. Where, Lord, you burn everything out that doesn't look like you, God. And we're completely, completely sanctified and completely consecrated to you. We don't stay back. We don't hold back. No. We don't hold back. We come in. We come out from the outer court. I mean, we'll, we'll take the job as the, as the doorkeeper. But God, I know you're calling this company of people into the inner holy place, into the holy place, the holy of holies. And so just release that, Father, right now in Jesus' name. A grace, a grace, a grace. <laughs> 